going on it's your boy just prince and your boy benny musa uh unfortunately uh our lovely 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 co-host sugi's not here today she's uh, on vacation she's still vacationing on a beach somewhere in tulum and uh we're just holding here the fort holding down the fort for her here today um but we are the balance effect podcast where we definitely promoting uh healthy living entrepreneurship bossing up in every way Possible and everything between that. What's up, Quam? How you feeling? What's up? What's up, Benny? What's going on, brother? I'm feeling pretty good right now. Nah, you was you was man. My man Benny was over here bitching about a pop filter (laughs) not too long ago. So you know he's he just doesn't understand that. Guess what? I need to protect the investment, man. It's part of the brand. Look at my face. No, definitely, definitely. We got to definitely um protect the investment in the brand. But yeah. don't worry. As the, as we grow, everything else grows. We're going to update um, my the pop stom- My stomach will be slimmed down, but right now, you know, quarantine, whatever. Don't, so don't I apologize. listen to him. Don't listen to him. You get what I'm saying? It, w- it would definitely. Girls still me. call him Poppy. And that, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to get into that this episode. So we're just going to leave that alone right now. We're going to definitely... Leave that alone right Daddy now. Yeah, them sugar. Yeah. Yo, this, this dude doesn't respect my shit. I'm getting upset now. I'm getting really upset right now. Like, there's clearly no freaking respect, man. This shit is annoying. But um, in all seriousness, this is uh, the Balance Effect Podcast Episode 2. We're rocking out. It's me and Kwam. Sugi's not here, but we're going to hold down the four for it, like I said in the beginning. So, kind of to give you a recap of what we were talking about in episode one we were kind of giving an introduction to myself and benny and kind of how i you know started with this whole podcasting thing um we started off uh well i know i started off uh with this with trying to create a business where i can you know use my talents and try to find you know ways to motivate people and um get people to work or live to their highest potential or find their purpose so that's what i was doing intentionally intentionally and um what happened was that i you know came up with the name the balance effect because life is a balance right and then uh we moved towards uh you know just launching stuff on instagram i had qualm i had i had uh, um i had uh some other people there i had a uh, definitely had um my girl carol um i had uh my man from the roommates podcast in atlanta we definitely gonna check him out in october yeah. um so we had a few we had a few people there they were all you know in their you know had their own way of doing things in their respective fields of business and how they came about and how they were able to maneuver through this quarantine um so that's how kind of we got started um so then i called i called Kwam, i called sugi and i was like yo listen we gonna we just gonna we just gonna go we just gonna go we just gonna do this you know what i mean and I know I keep calling him Quam because he's Quam, but to the world he's Benny Musa, so it's whatever. But yeah, to me he's Quam, so it's whatever. But no, Benny Musa, we was, you know, we 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 just doing this to, and we trying to inspire people and you know show people that we're we're young, we're millennials, yes, you know, we're we're the older millennials. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, uh, back, <laughs> back pain old. You know what I'm saying? We the older <laughs> millennials, but we definitely um get into it. So kind of like in this episode, this first episode, what are we gonna call it today, Quam? Actually, the second episode. Oh yes, excuse me. Wow, sorry. 
See, this is this is authenticity. I fuck up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yes, this is the second episode, mm-hmm. and um, this episode we're gonna be talking about um, school and mm-hmm. how we fucking scale. We fucking think school is a fucking scam. Ooh. It's a scam. So we're kind of gonna talk about our our things and uh, how we went, how we dealt with school and what came about it, and then uh, touch on some other sub- subjects. But I'm gonna let Quam take over with the whole school thing because I have so much stuff to say, but. I know he's a little bit more concise with his words than I am. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. <laughs> I didn't finish. <laughs> so I'm no expert on school. Okay? <laughs> so for me, um, man, 2008 was just a, a weird time in life in general, right? It's like the whole you know, uh, housing market crashing. A lot of people don't realize how much like those little not i don't say little but uh um events like that really affect you on an individual level Mm -hmm. and i think for me the uh the fact that it was it was uh, you know um we couldn't really afford to pay the ticket that i uh chose uh this from the school that i chose to go to uh, my first year um being that you know there was a situation going on where we had to uh you know save the house and you know all these other things going on all at the same time um and just just uh just adapting to being a a new adult um is different for uh you depending on your uh sort of like income bracket if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so uh for me it was just like i'm going to school but then i could barely afford books <laughs> you know what i'm saying or right I could I could barely afford the gas to get to you know my classes on time, um, you know. Confute like having two jobs, you know. But then it's like you have two jobs. That's a that's a full time job. Plus you're going to school, like that's full a, time. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. It's not just like full time at one job. It's 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 four hours at the least. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? At two different jobs, sometimes eighty, a hundred, hundred. Hundred hour weeks sometimes if you if you play it right, yeah. right. <laughs> That's how I thought was the right way to hustle. But I say all that to say, with all that time and energy you putting into, um, you know these other companies and stuff like that, like you taking away from yourself and your ability to focus in school. So that was one aspect, the affordability aspect, just made it real tough for me to really take my education seriously. Mm-hmm. And then you know you talk about distractions that would come up, being that I was. When I was when I was away for that year when we had first met that that was probably the best I've been as far as like school goes, mm-hmm. you know, really taking what I'm doing seriously and stuff like that. But once I came back, that discouraged me, and um, and just being around my hometown friends and stuff like that kind of distracted me from being able to execute. So that's like the emotional side to it. Um, but I think we're talking about something a little more uh, past just the individual. Yes. And that's more so the fact that, um, you know, the lack of, of knowledge that a lot of uh, people go to school with, not just like your, 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 your algebra and your calculus and stuff like that. We're talking about life knowledge. We're talking about understanding how the system works. It's something that a lot of even our parents sort of fail to teach i hate to say it like that because i don't like to project you know that kind of energy but um you know i'm gonna say it like that because that's how i felt at the time um 
they fail to teach that because they have been brought up to just be implemented into the system as opposed to creating a system or even understanding what they're working in it's just like i'm just gonna you know follow one two three and then i get three you know four five six back um i think that changed after 2008 for the for you know the the world period you know what i'm saying and we were in in the midst midst of that change um i hate being so long-winded but (laughs) the point i'm trying to make is um for me the scam was was for me the biggest thing about it was like the lack of information for going into uh school like for example right um uh, these the way you're able to afford school when when I was first going was a whole sh- a whole bunch of loans. Yeah. To this day, I don't even know half the name of them. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Gabe will be able to tell you a lot better than I can. But you know, for me, I just thought it was like okay, like I did my job as far as like you know getting my getting my um my 3.0 grade point point average in um in high school or 2.7 or whatever it was. I thought I did my job and I just go to school and that's it. I didn't really, I wasn't concerned with how I was uh, paid for mm-hmm. or what I have to do after I graduate. Um, how to even play school properly, meaning it's it's really it's really about the network and the reason why you'd want to get into a uh, prestigious school is because you're going to be going with prestigious families who afforded this from like their generation, their generation before. You know, those little key things that you learn in hindsight, which I'll be able to, you know, of course, one day tell my, my children and my offspring and my legacy. But for me, it wasn't like that. I had to figure that out the hard way. Right. Um, so all that added up to me eventually um, having to drop out and really play the game of life. You know. <laughs> and we, 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 yeah, of course, of course, like that's that's kind of like, I think. Everyone has to play the game of life. And I feel like what happens is that, you know, we are conditioned. I was talking to a few people about it. And I'm like, you know, coming from a Hispanic home, Caribbean home, um, it's very difficult to kind of break that mold mm-hmm. or that break that understanding of, you know, they feel, especially when it comes to like Hispanic, Caribbeans, all the people, they really feel that, you know, having a degree or having going to school and finishes is like the epitome of life Mm -hmm. like that's like the highest peak like you are successful you made it right and obviously maybe 50 years ago that was the thing but now not 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 so much right because technology has has changed what people the way people make money has changed like Mm -hmm. now people are legitimately legitimately making money through their phones. Yeah, absolutely. I've you know what I'm saying? A lot of money so it's very, it's very hard for you to now condition yourself to want to just go to school, to just go to school for mm-hmm. whatever experience. The reason why I wanted to talk about this and the reason why I feel so strongly about it because I think that school is a scam, right? School mm-hmm. is a scam to me because what? School, right, it's like... It's like basically how can I how can I explain it to you? Like school is a way to it's like almost like it's it's not it's it's a it's supposed to be an institute for learning, but it's an institute for making money at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Because the cost of tuition, the cost of thing, the way they make their money through like 
basketball and football and all those things and sponsorships by all these bigger companies and like for a very long time these players they were called amateurs they weren't able to even use that money or mm-hmm. use the, they weren't able to use their likeness because then they wouldn't be considered amateurs they'd be considered professionals while the school is just paying footing the bill for them mm-hmm. to like for instance Zion Zion went to school went to Duke for free right because he had a full ride he only went there for one year do you know how much Duke made in that one year that he played mm-hmm Almost hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. right? And now the the question would be not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but just to add like that devil, be that devil's advocate. How much do you think it was to send Zion to school, full ride, knowing what you know about school? How much? Okay, I I I tell you this. I don't think I think it was a very small fraction of how much Duke got out. For and, what they'll pay for him to the, go to school. The second question is, how do we know that Duke made money directly? That hundred million that you talked about. Well, that's okay. So it will be. It will be. It will be. It will all be like it's like NCAA. Mm-hmm. All those people benefited for because what happens is that the way that these schools make money is when they get picked up by these big networks. So mm-hmm. I'm talking about CBS, ESPN. All those other things, right? Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is that you have these individuals that are able to, you know, bring these big school, these big schools. Because like, I mean, you know, the big schools in college. You got the Dukes, the Syracuse, the uh, uh, UConn, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's that? Arizona, um, uh, Penn State, mm-hmm. uh, what's that? Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, all those type of places. UNC. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all these type of places are big schools. So these big schools or whatever, these are like major, major programs. Mm-hmm. So they already are conditioned to a certain standard. So every top recruit for like any type of sport is going to be highly recruited to go to those type of schools because that also brings more money mm-hmm. to the school. Mm-hmm. Sponsorships. Right. And you also have um, um, people that graduated from the school mm-hmm. that also are like sponsors mm-hmm. that they give they um I, I don't know the correct term but they basically give money to the school mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying I, I think it's bouncers or i forgot i forgot the name of it right now it, it like escapes me but basically they pay major money for the school mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like that stuff is big business big football basketball those are that's big business mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's a scam at mm-hmm. the end of the day because at the end like you if you're not an athlete and you're not getting a full ride you're going to be footing up 50,000 to go a year mm-hmm. to school mm-hmm. and at the end of the day if you don't m- go get a job that's going to make 100,000 you still like it's not going to equate to the amount of debt that you get mm-hmm. right so i use myself as an example as an example when I when when I went to the school there, I went. This was like 2006, 2007. I went there to to Frank and Page University. I, I I was there. I wanted to get away from my house. I was like, yo, I'm just gonna go away. And that was probably the biggest mistake of my life because I didn't like you said. It was a lack of understanding, mm-hmm. right, of what I was getting myself into. I was initially given uh uh my financial pay age package was like this. It was 5600 from Pell, and that was for the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, so just round it off to maybe twenty six, twenty seven hundred dollars a per semester, right? Then I was getting an eleven thousand dollars staff. Then I was getting an additional six thousand um, Stafford loan, right? Right? And I didn't understand what a Stafford loan was, but at the end of the day, it's un- it's a subsidized um, loan from the government, whatever, right? So basically, I got that, and then 
uh, that loan, I didn't know I had to pay back. I thought it was part of my financial impact. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they basically giving me 11000 to go to school when I had to pay that back. So really what he was giving me was like chump change. But to the cost of tuition there at that time, this was 13, 14 years ago, uh, to go there was 32000 a year. Yeah. Right, so thirty-two thousand a year, I still have to foot a bill of, of upwards of twenty thousand. Right, so where's that coming from? Now I have to go to take a private loan. When I go take a private loan, because I have no credit or whatever, I need to get a cosigner. When I get the cosigner, what the cosigner I use had didn't have the best credit, but at the end of the day, I had to use them. So when I use the cosigner, I signed a a a, a loan for twenty twenty-one thousand. And it was at nine percent variable. So nine percent variable meaning, depending on the market, it can it will be no lower than nine percent, but it can go, it can go upwards of sixteen twenty percent, and that's the interest rate of what of of the money. So the way that the lenders make money is that the longer that you're in it, mm. right, the more money that you have to pay. They are betting against the debt of how long it will take you to pay down that debt. Mm-hmm. So then when you go to school and you pay all this debt, right, it's like Okay, I went to Frank Pierce. I signed two loans. It was that one and a 19000 one the next year. The first year I went to Frank Pierce, I, I was on academic probation. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest with you. But then um, I went. I had some money from uh, from an accident. I went and I got, went to summer school, got my grades up, and I was able to come back the, ne- the, following, the following year. That's when we met. And then, um, you know, I just kept messing up, right? And then to the point that I was academically dismissed or suspended, not dismissed, suspended. Dismissed would be kicked out. I was suspended. So I wasn't able to go back the following year, but I wasn't, I didn't because at that time I was already in $39,000 in debt with uh, 1.9 GPA and, you know, no degree, right? So I come home and I'm just like, yo, this shit is a scam. Mm-hmm. So then what I do, I go back and I go to, the, I go to another school and I go take out more loans in another school. <laughs> Yo, I didn't get a degree in that school either. Mm-hmm. End up dropping out, right? I became a professional student because I didn't know what exactly I was going to do. Now, I want to tell you that school is a scam if you do not know what you want to do. Right. You want to go to school, go to school to be a doctor, go to school to be a teacher, go to school to be whatever. But if you you do not need to if you do not need to go to school for it and you could just pay for course to do it, mm-hmm. it'll and it'll save you money on the back end. Fine. Like, I would tell my if whenever I decide to have kids, like, if my kid want to be a cop, okay, cool. You can go to community college, you go get 60 credits, and you go be a cop. Mm-hmm. Even though I would probably be against it because I'm a little, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter and the, the way that, you know, the system and stuff like that and the history behind police in this nation, mm-hmm. particular, particularly. Um, but, you know, just an example, like, listen, if you can save money, like, I will want my children and I don't want all the viewers and our listeners to definitely look at this and say like yo i don't want to come out of school and be behind the eight ball i don't right. it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't compute to me like what the <coughs> hell am i doing this for right right you're going to school i i was like oh you're bugging like uh, like if i had like if i had known what i know now at 31 at 19 18 things would have been different yeah. right but then i finally you know i got my shit i got my shit together went to school graduated i'm teaching now and stuff like that but at the end of the day it wasn't fulfilling right i mm-hmm. went to school blah blah i paid I, I, my job paid for it some of it i paid the other rest it was definitely a lot cheaper than what i paid right but see it's like 
that lack of knowledge. And what I'm saying is that, like I was saying, with that goes to say that, like, with the whole, you know, condition of my parentage and my childhood and stuff like that, and what was instilled in me is what what was deemed as successful. Right. Hindered me as far as what where I would have been. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I had known better then, right? right? Because you're conditioned to just be like, yo, go to school, get a job, have a family, pay your bills, die. Mm-hmm. That's not life, bro. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? That's not life because guess what? When my parents were growing up, it was way cheaper. Yeah. Way more dangerous than it is now, right? Mm-hmm. So to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And they live life okay. They live life just fine. Mm-hmm. So I sh- we should be able to live right in the in what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. If it's simple, yeah, no. But I know that I know what I'm destined for, right? And mm-hmm. that's why it's all about you know living like your life's purpose and doing what you feel is right. I feel like my life purpose is to inspire, to 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 plant that seed for that next entrepreneur, that next businesswoman, that next life uh, um a life coach change maker you know what i'm saying uh politician whatever whatever you want to be i'm the person that i will never judge a person for what they want if your dream is to be a janitor that's your dream mm-hmm. if that's what you feel is your life purpose that's your life purpose mm-hmm. right i will never look at somebody down because of their life purpose what i feel is that i want you to live to your fullest potential like nip said find your purpose or you're wasting it mm-hmm. i'm not trying i'm tired of wasting it that whole, like, trust me, that whole going to the club, going out, spending money, trying to look fly, blah, blah, chasing women, it's over. It's over. I need to, li- I need to live my life's purpose, <laughs> so to speak, so to speak. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's my take on, on school and why I think it's, it's, a, it's a, just a fucking scam. Like, it's, it's, it's a fucking scam. You, you come out with a whole bunch of debt. Even doctors. Doctors be defaulting on their loans, man. Mm-hmm. They default on their shit all the time. Well, you know? It is a thing. Um, again, I think Monopoly is like the best game ever. <laughs> right, right. Because that's right. really what this whole thing is about. Um, it's about, you know, learning the rules of this complicated game we call the United States and play it to your best of your ability. Find the advantages and the disadvantages. I mean, some doctors probably just default on their loans because then they can push back when they have to pay it. Some doctors will push their payment so far back until they're retired. Yeah, <laughs> like, like no, but th- it's just, like it's like if if a doctor is not paying this shit, mm-hmm. I'm a freaking teacher, dog. Like you think I'm gonna pay my shit? Yeah. Some doctors be paying loans up to the wise. They got three hundred fifty thousand, four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. half a million dollars mm-hmm. in loans. They don't be paying this shit. Mm-hmm. Why, you and you hassling me? Yeah. Nah, man. Right. I mean. Again, uh, it's just see the, it's so it's so funny because uh, it kind of exposes sc- the whole thing of school really exposes like you in the society, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, think about how like of course mm-hmm. you know you got the you got uh, people who are doing well for themselves and and, and and you know know some things about this country and their experience of school is way different than someone who is you know middle class citizen and um that's probably or that's like their family's first person that went to an actual college you Mm -hmm. know and you kind of see the difference in the jobs they get the people they know the schools they go to you know so again for me it's, it's just it's just knowing the rules of the game 
with anything you do, anything, anything you do in school being included, you know? Can we die? Okay. There's another battery in there. Yeah. So yeah, just change, just change the battery. Just change the battery. Um. You want me to pause it? No, no, we gotta pause it. Uh. Um. What was I? Yeah. Um. Just again, you know, just going back to what I said. Just learn the rules of the game. It's so funny. Like, a lot of us millennials are now our kids. If you haven't had kids already, are starting to get to those ages where they're probably entering like middle school. You know, um, maybe some high school, maybe they just turned 15 or whatever the case may be. And I think it's important that we start to spread this kind of knowledge so that they can have a chance of being like, OK, cool. When my son or daughter reaches uh, that age where they're about to go to high, um, college, that I've done the research on the different schools that uh, they could potentially go to based on my on, on the family's financial income. You ever notice that when they when they do your financial aid, they base it off of your family's income because they understand that it's not just a one parent, one. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, yeah. the the whole the whole family is literally investing into that person that is going to school. You get what I'm saying? That's how the system was built before, and it's carried into now. So I, if that's the case, if this is how they're they're um they're interfacing it if you will then you as a family should get together and really figure out okay okay son like for example mom me and my mother never had this conversation and if we did i don't think she articulated articulated it in a way that i'd be like okay i i understand but then again i was 18 years old so <laughs> you know what i'm saying gotcha. but like she knew that we wasn't able to afford um, that school to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. But she sent me there in hopes that, like, something would happen. But let's all be realistic. Community college, to start off with, would have been my best bet based on our bracket. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And the grades. And the, No, nah, well, the grades were good enough to go to that school because I got accepted. Yeah, so yeah. clearly... I, it was accepted to everybody, bro. You right. <laughs> uh, my shit was fu- my shit was fucked up too. They but I, I didn't I didn't have my shit. What was it? what's the seventy seven? What's the seven? I got when I graduated high school, it was a, I had all my reasons, but my I think I graduated with an eighty two. Yeah. So that's like what a three right? But that's not bad if you're talking about it's not a four but like yeah. Then then you you know that's another conversation as far as like um how well you're supported for mm-hmm. going to school, how much distraction you you have going to school and all that stuff, but. You know, the point is, like, it was good enough to get accepted whether they were doing a mass acceptance or not. They wasn't accepting nobody that was having, like, a 1.5 or, like... No, no, no. They, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So they had to see that, oh, now, nah, like... There was some type of... Right. Academic... I don't know. What's that called? Like, some type of... There's a potential you, there. There was a potential for you to be, like, supersede what you had your performance in, yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, the objective way of thinking about that would have been go to this community college, do your two do your two years, figure out what you want to do, preferably figure out what you want to do before you even go into any type of school. Right. And then from there, they you, they see that it's proven that you've been that you can do well in um, that kind of structure and that rigorous of a program, and they can move you to the you know to up to a better school. It's how I should have plotted it out, but. 
you know the um the the dream as it was sold was no you want to go to a four-year right get your bachelor's you know all that kind of stuff and some people just mm-hmm. can't afford that they just can't no nah, you're right they you can't know? really necessarily afford it and there you don't you, like it's all these all these other people in these communities their parent their parents like for it like for instance in like the jewish community they have bar mitzvahs when you're 13 you become a man mm-hmm. like so they're giving you 50k or 30k or whatever or they giving you a deed to like some type of land or whatever right you have some type of you know footing right to be able to make it right but us minorities and you know what we kind of go through and stuff like that we are we aren't conditioned with that type of thinking like for instance when i when i started this or whatever the case would be i had to start it on my own nobody was gonna believe in my dream and that's okay mm-hmm. i don't expect anybody to sponsor me or look for me to or look at me and want to be a part of what i'm part of because that's not their dream that's not what they want to do but in those communities right it's very easy for you to go to your uncle and be like hey can i get i got this idea can i get 20k mm-hmm. okay there goes 20k mm-hmm. I can't do that. Right. I don't have that that luxury, mm-hmm. right? I don't have that luxury to do something like that. Like, oh, I have I have all these ideas, right? I have all these things that I want to do, and you know, I've realized that in order for me to do that, I had to sacrifice, and I had to take it upon myself to do those things mm-hmm. because it's like, sheesh, if I don't do it, nobody gonna do it. I didn't come from a millionaire. I didn't come from money, so money gotta come from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt that had I known what I know now, then I probably would have never gone to that school. Mm-hmm. I probably would have never met. But I guess <laughs> school is not that much of a scam because I, I met probably one of my best friends. Right? right. So, so like, we were able to connect, and we've been straight ever since then. It's 12 years, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a long time. You know what I'm saying? A long time. Long but time. We, we've connected, and we stayed close, and always stay in contact, contact. And, you know, I... I, I, I came to you with this idea of, of, of trying to do this and you was all with it mm-hmm. and even helped me in you know kind of like strategically how to do things and stuff like that because at the end of the day oh some no one is a, an island no one person is an island they're always no. gonna need help yeah and i and i always appreciate you for that and stuff like that and oh, suki as well you know even though she's on the beach and stuff like that <laughs> but you know tanning and all that and we over here tanning. in new york <laughs> and shit like that tanning with the light like oh you know, but no, seriously, like, like I said, if I had known what I know now, then I probably would have never gone to that school. I probably would have maybe even gone to community community college. I probably would have been at a better place, right? And then it's like also the understanding of like you know fi- your finances and and mm-hmm. that and the, those things. Those you don't they don't teach that in school. Did they teach you that? I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I didn't. My mom told me what it what, what it was to balance a che- checkbook because my grandmother was like very meticulous when it came to that. Like she like, okay, this is the money that came in. This is the money that came out. This is supposed to have. I'm supposed to have left. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, so like yeah, it's just like a like like you know no pun intended, but it's a balance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with school, like you constantly going to school and there's no real balance. You know what I'm saying? In this country, there's no real balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no real balance in the sense that you literally what and I'm and I'm talking to I'm put myself included. I literally when I mean pre-COVID, right? It was just straight up come to, come home. Yeah. 
or, or leave my house early, wake up in the morning, take a shower, brush my teeth, go to work for eight hours, go teach at night, get home at like nine, ten o'clock, shower. If I get, cause like you know, I was I was starting to kind of go back to the gym again, trying to get my body right or whatever. But it's also it's, it's kind of hard, right? Because it's like you're, you know, I condition myself to constantly be working. Mm-hmm. So it's it was like, you know, now I'm taking the time where I need to focus on everything. Everything mm-hmm. is like I said, it's a balance, right? I have to have everything. I have to have a balance. When it's too much of anything, it's not it's not it's gonna not be good. good. It's not good for you. So. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it, and that's how I feel about about school in particular. Mm-hmm. You know, straight up, like yeah. I, you know, I, that's just what it is. Like I would tell anybody that, you know what I mean? Like I remember I graduated when I graduated school. Like I had some family members tell me, like, "Are are you happy? Are you content? Like you have access now." And I was like, "What fucking access are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What access? Access to what?" Mm-hmm. Some more money. I, I, Did they ever tell you like what that meant? It was it was more of like, I'm. I guess I'm more accessible to better paying jobs. I guess. Yeah. But it's like I'm not gonna leave the Department of Education where I'm off in the summer to go work twelve months at the year and only get two weeks off when I have when I get ten weeks in the summer alone. Mm-hmm. Right. We only teach only work 180 days a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though we really we do work hard, mm-hmm. granted, and COVID's been more difficult right now, so to speak. But it's just like, damn, you know what I mean? Look at all the shit we got to go through. But when they said when when that particular family member said it, access, I was just like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. What well, access are you talking about? Like, well, what um, from your perspective, what opportunities could you have gotten from your uh, degree? In, in hindsight, like, what do you feel like you you could have uh, you could have done? Because when you say you became a teacher, mm. it, um, it's not that you were settling, but I feel like at that moment, no, I feel in like time, I settled. I feel like yeah, I settled. Okay, so we'll yeah, call I it that. I, I feel like I settled. I feel like I settled because at the end of the day, teaching is great, but it's not what it wasn't my calling. At the end of the day, yeah, I felt like my calling has always been youth development Mm -hmm. and when i mean youth development is not necessarily teaching youth development is talking about uh uh, restorative practices being able to um bridge that gap between school life and home life right right? um understanding the days in and day out to be able to cope with things behavior management shit like that that's what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. not necessarily day in day out instruction Mm -hmm. right so um that was what I was doing most of my, I guess, I don't know, my working career as far as, like, youth development. I was in charter schools. I was in after-school programs. Um, I was doing outreach and stuff like that, you know, advocacy. That's what, what I was really doing. That was more of my passion. But, you know, all that stuff is is good and all, but the pay wasn't great. So, obviously, when you transition to teaching, it's more secure and stuff like that. And that was what it was. It was conformity. Mm-hmm. And I do not, one of the things that I want to preach is fuck conformity, right? Yeah. Live to your highest potential. Even if, even like, yo, listen, shoot for the stars, ain't for the moon. R.P. Pop Smoke. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. <laughs> like, you know, shout out the floss and all of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Red Autumn. You yes, know, sir. but, but, but like, at the end please, of the day, please. it's like, bro. 
why, 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 why I gotta worry about conformity for? Him? I'm not a conformist. I'm not somebody that's just gonna bend for whatever. That's not what we do. I think. You know what um, I'm saying? I think you have to look at the privilege of knowing. You, uh, you know, there's a, there's that. You ever heard of the allegory of the cave? Yes, Plato. Yeah, so that's that's simply what it breaks down to. I mean, for those of you who don't know, basically, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, a bunch of uh, guys are in a cave. Um, they're looking at like sh- like a shadow of like an image, but someone's doing an image behind them. And they're looking at it at the wall the whole time, mm-hmm. right? And then one person decides to turn around, and they're like, "Oh, that's what that is." And then they start that starts their adventure to then end up outside in the outside world and be like, oh, this is super overwhelming. Right. Um, that's the gist of it. That's yes. the gist of it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because um, I feel like in that story there was so many uh, 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 points it was trying to like. Yeah, teach it's, you. it's 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 like a juxtaposition of. Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, cross disciplines almost, yeah. right? Like as far as like the the thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? Like, how were they able to kind of translate? Yeah. Like, live being in the cave and mm-hmm. kind of the the depth of perception and stuff like that. Yeah. So all that was was kind of like in play yeah. in that in in that in that in that. And I guess like the gist of it was basically, I, I honestly, what I took from it was never take life too seriously and too literal, right? Yeah. It's more of like live live your life the way you see fit. And that's how you know that something was a good piece of art when it can translate like that. Yeah, because it makes you think. Yeah, but I, I say that to say um, somehow both of us sitting here were the people that turned around or were forced to be turned around. And 70% of people out there, well, COVID might have changed all that, to be honest with you, um, because not everybody was forced to sit down and have conversations with themselves they never had before. Right. Um. But before that, um, you know, you've been, you you were you were blessed with that that vantage point. And I think that's why it's easy for us to say, you know, uh, fuck conformity. Right. Um, but let's let's take it back, and let's really allow people to understand or or start to have a conversation of what do I love to do, and then you start to say to yourself, okay, if I love to do that. How do I make money off of it? Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah. That's 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 the that's the balance effect, baby. (laughs) That's the balance effect. Finding what you love Mm -hmm. and understanding that this is what it is, and then you actually flip it and use it as a tool to Mm -hmm. motivate and push the masses. And the reason why I wanted to make it that simple is because I don't think purpose is a very vast. Very broad, right? Very ocean-like. Very general. Yeah. And I think, for me personally, it always changes. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you are. Some people, they maintain a particular purpose, you know, um, all the time. And I think maybe certain things stay stay consistent, but I feel like it could change with the whirlwind. You know what I'm saying? It could change with the world's wind, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I like, to, I like to take it back and just say, like, for all the viewers and listeners, like, what do y'all love to do? Start with that first. Right. Start with your passion and then have it grow from there, you know? Yeah. For sure. For that's sure, the be- sure. that's the best thing. You that's know? the best thing. Um, Cause, um, yeah, even, even listening to your story, um, 
as far as like how you ended up becoming um, into you know the education side of it my mind is saying well you know the whole time you could have been had your own you know organization non for profit right which is something I think you've talked about doing too. yes that's eventually eventually yeah. God willing um, through this process the balance effect is like it's an umbrella mm-hmm. of many things this is the first form we have other things that we're doing um but yeah like eventually that's what i want to do i want to i feel like the best way because i I honestly like these young kids i don't think that we're that far not at all far from where they're at like i'm talking about the 18 19 20 year olds like you know just like i know like when we was kids i remember terrorizing teachers yeah, but for like for us, we felt like it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. We felt like we can smell it off you. You didn't care about yeah, us. Yeah, you didn't care about us, or that so you, you see, just yep. this was a, just a job, right? Right. So like, like I, I remember like so for instance, like I know that what was, damn, so we talking about two thousand seven. So two thousand six, we still had the reign of Jim Jones mm-hmm. off of Ballin. Ballin. That was big. Yo, going into two thousand, yo, the- I'm talking about the sc- you had the yo, <laughs> me and Ron used to wear have all the ACGs, all the True Religions, all the Red Monkeys, we had the skulls on it. We were still copping CDs from local local up up in the Heights. All of, well, that's when mixtapes was bubbling, mm-hmm. uh, RP stack bundles was bubbling. Max B's was on, on the verge of the come up. You get what I'm saying? So like. Then, then it was like this is. Then I got into like, I I, I was still also in my BBC ice cream, and, and and Pharrell heavy, and um, what was that? What were we doing back then? Uh, Bape might, might have just hit the scene. No, Bape, Bape had a Bape was I was wearing, oh, I wasn't wearing it because I couldn't afford it. Well, I had one Bape sneaker, but it was literally because I had saved all my money from working in a library to buy because back then. To get a pair of babes Yeah Was retarded I mean they still expensive and they, now but Yeah they expensive now But it's like It, it was like the we had, I remember I had I had the purple ones It was like the purple Star it, like, And it was the gel And it was it had the see through oh, Bottom yeah. on, on the on the toe Yeah And stuff like that And it was It was white and purple And then I had the 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 The, the the monkey with the mm-hmm. the bait the bait monkey and it said paper cross whatever that's that's what I had and that's what was, I was into and then like you know you had the ice cream sneakers the furrow joints and then like I went then it was like and I was still an avid Fifty Cent fan too and then that war came about when I went to school when it was him and Kanye fighting or whatever in case oh, yeah, me. for graduation and graduation and, 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 and Curtis yeah you know what I'm saying so that that was that was the big thing I mean yo TRO was still out at that time so like. I knew what it was like. I was. I, it was very trendy in New York at that time. This was right before the the market crash. Um, you know, it was it was a lot. You get what I'm saying? So it was a lot of things going on. So I could relate to the changing of the guard for like the kids they have now mm-hmm. ha- have now, right? Mm-hmm. So like, we was living when I was in high school. I went to high school during the Bush years. You get what I'm saying? I yeah. went to high school during the Bush years. I'm talking about 2002, 2003, four, five. You get what I'm saying? So it's like. I went to school during that time, so then they these kids are going to school. We're going to school during like Trump Trump time. It's it's very similar. You know what I'm saying? It's very similar. So like I could definitely understand like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And like I understand like 
what they're going through because we kind of went through it, so to speak, yeah. right? So, you know, I get it. I get it 100%. 100% get it. And, and, wow, there is a lot of parallels. Even with um, the resurgence of uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, where in 2014... 13 14 what, 15 what, that, like it was it was 2012 Trayvon Martin yeah. then 2014 heavy with um you know Ferguson right. with um, with Mike Brown yeah um and like the 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 water crisis in Flint yeah um and all that shit happened during Obama years man now, and like I was very those, critical of that and mind you those kids that are out out there now they are um they were like 12 mm-hmm. 10 in 2010 and 2012 you get what i'm saying and that's the generation right after us yes. so very yeah that was a good point a lot of parallels between us a lot two. of parallels so we can kind of relate to like some of the stuff they're going through like back then there wasn't a lot of money that like they wasn't some of you for whatever like when i was a kid in high school in high school like I was working summer youth, and I was and I was work, I had my own job and stuff like that, so I could still like even the sneakers. We was able to afford something. You could get fly. You could take a ch- girl to the movies. Now it's like you gotta hustle. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do different things to com- to compete. Everybody wanna. That's a that, and that's the mentality I'm trying to you know change. Like stop trying to look rich mm-hmm. and be broke. Mm-hmm. L- be rich, and you could. It's all right if you wanna look rich and you rich. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But at least be rich. Mm-hmm. Don't look rich. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we buying all these clothes, buying all these stuff for all these people. Those people's making money. Mm-hmm. What are you making money? This one of the things I tell my students, like, because he's like, yo, he's like, yo, yo, Mister, you fly. Like, you wearing all the Yeezys. You got all this stuff. You come to work, fly. But I'm like, listen, but that's just what I like. If I was your age, I wouldn't even be caring about it, because what I would want to do was, yo, learn about. I was like, why don't you? It take a hundred twenty dollars and buy Michael Jordan stock. Yeah, go buy Jordan stock. Go buy Nike stock. Go buy Apple stock. All these products that you think, if you could pay for the product, you should pay for the stock because technically you're investing in that. So you should have some ownership in that. That's, I don't mind that. Yeah. So, so like, just to just to add to your point, because that my thing is, I think that you should have a healthy respect for desire and a healthy like you like a, like a like a um. You should have a healthy desire. Like, I don't mind. Because, look, like you said, they were able to afford to buy those clothes. I mean, their parents bought them for them, but, yeah. Nonetheless. They were, they bought them. They got them. Right. Like, I'm talking about this. This is one kid that his moms, they lived, they lived in, like, one of the most obscene places, mm-hmm. right? But her kid was always fly. Right. Dri- she drove a crazy car. I'm talking about, I don't even got a, 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 a what's that? Um, Oh, my God. I forgot those jackets. Uh, I can't even tell you right now. But it's not not a Vanson. Um, Vanson's like my era. But the, I'm t- these are $1,000 leathers, and they're biker jackets. But I, I, don't, I don't. Like the cheapest ones. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't try to discredit that mm-hmm. because I think that's important. I think that. Okay, cool. In that example, his parents got it for him. Mm-hmm. But the point is that he understands how it feels to look good. And yeah, know, like, it's, it's a feeling. Yeah, that's important. The other side to it, though, is like you said, okay, if you're going to buy that, you should figure out how to own it. You should figure out how to make it. Yeah, you see what of I'm course. Saying? 
like that's that's what we need to be telling these kids instead of telling them like man don't be wasting your money on on you know every single jordan because they're gonna do that anyway they all gonna do it every but, day anyway but i it would be dope if you telling them like oh i see you got those jordans i think you should look into their stock yeah that's what i tell them i yeah. said listen I think you should look. I said, if you like the, if you like this product so much, mm-hmm. you should own it. Or go on the resale. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said, and, and, I, and I used to tell them how I used to make money too, like selling sneakers. I'm yeah. like, okay, like let's say if me and my brother, we got, we able to pull up two grand. Let's say you scrape up two grand. Mm-hmm. And we'll be like, all right, what sneakers are coming out between now and Christmas? Mm-hmm what's the most popular sneaker that we can buy and how much can we get it for and how many can we get? So I remember the first time we did it was when the Concourse came out. Um, we did, this is 2011. Yeah, 2011. And I was like... December. December 2011. I was like, all right, cool. So this is what we're going to do. I got I got 1,500. How much you got? Oh, I got five. I got I got seven. Okay, let's go get these Jordans. How much we get the Jordans for? All right, he's saying the, re- the retail back then... For those for those concords, when they came out in ninety five, it was like one twenty. Mm-hmm. When they came out in two thousand eleven, they was two hundred. That was the first time the Jordans was two hundred dollars. So we was like, and oh, y'all that had was taxes because they were one eighty. Yeah, we had. Yeah. Well, no, the 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 nah, the box was two hundred. Nah, I had when I. It was. The, I remember the the the. The tens that when I went up to the Worcester, Chicago, the, the Chicago tens, yeah. the, the, those the first time they was retro, and I got them in. The, I still got them crisp. Yeah. Um, those joints. Man, I miss them shits, bro. Them, them <laughs> those joints. I got them for. I paid one sixty, and it was like one sixty seven when I went up to when I went up up there to Worcester when mm-hmm. I got them with you. But so let's go. I go to say this. My brother's like, oh, I got to connect with my man in Jersey. He works in Foot Locker. He could get us nine pairs, and we could get them. We could get them each for box value. So, 200, you know, times nine, right? That's about 1,800. So, we had the bread, so to speak, right? So, we got them, right? But now, everybody, that was the first time in a long time that, first of all, like, if you know the history, Jordan had a very, had a down climb, had a decline. Yeah, before that. Before that, that, before that shoe came out. Because he wasn't really reproducing any of the, any of the signature line. Yeah, he was so like one six through, rings. yeah, he was making dub zeros and the a whole dubs. bunch of yeah, it was it was <laughs> bullshit. Like I, I I never liked the dub zeros. I remember going to high school, people was wearing that with um, with the with the snowman tees and stuff like that. And I love Jeezy. I got I got Jeezy. I'm repping Jeezy right now. But um, you know, hopefully he sponsored the podcast. Let's see. <laughs> um, but uh, um. Yeah, like it was a decline. So before that, when that shoe came out, that's when it was like, oh, Jordan coming back, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's on. Then it started to, then it was like, okay, every Christmas is going to come out with a dope sneaker, right? Yeah. So when we, me and my brother had gone online, we went, I remember we went to 145th Street in Broadway, right, 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 in our, right in our old hood or whatever. Our grandmother still lived there. We went and we waited. We got there. What time we got there? We got like there like at... 12 o'clock at 12 o'clock midnight the line was going down to riverside past the mcdonald's right so me and tree was like yo you think we're gonna get these i'm like yo we just gotta see so we stayed there till the store opened up at eight in the morning Mm -hmm. and we was there from 12 so we was there legit the whole night and i didn't have a car at the time so we definitely took the The bus up there the bus bus up there and all that that's before uber ladies and gentlemen yeah that's before uber and all that so we took him. We took it there, 
It was cold, raining. We stood out there. People got chairs and shit. I'm like, I had to go get him like a coffee from from McDonald's so he could be good and stuff like that. And I had like a little hot chocolate and stuff like that with a little bit of French fry. But we was out there rocking. And then this was before he he told me about the plug. So then we out there, we didn't hit, we didn't hit nothing. They actually get into a fight. That's how it always went. They ha- get into a fight. People trying to knock people's heads off for a pair of sneakers. So I'm like, damn, all right. So then we go, we, I'm like, me and Tree, like, oh fuck, we gonna go across the bridge. We gonna go to, um, we gonna go to the Bronx. We gonna go to 149 and see what 149 looking like. Dub, Fordham, Dub, and we doing this all literally public transportation. So I'm like, damn, okay. So then when he finally told me about the plug, I was like, okay, cool. We got nine pairs. Me and him were me and him were able to get but get our pairs for free and make money on top of the money that we initially invested because we got the sneakers at box price. Mm-hmm. So with the box price at eighteen hundred we put up, we sold each pair for an additional two, three hundred dollars because they were nowhere to be found. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? So I had them. Like people were selling. Like people had like the B grade drinks. The B grades are the ones that like they have the imperfections and stuff like that. On they're not the original box shoe, mm-hmm. right? And they were Fordham stores on Fordham in certain places. Two fifth they were selling them, but we were able to make money. And and that was a and I and I tell them that story because that's what kind of introduced me into kind of like the reselling and buying stuff and holding them and trying to flip them. We sold. I remember the most expensive pair of those Jordans that I sold was for seven hundred dollars. So literally, I paid in that one sale. I paid him. Uh, we paid both of our sneakers and 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 some and some. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's like it's an investment, and that's what I was trying to tell. That's why I tell my students. I'm like, listen, if you're gonna get, I'm heavy on the Jay Z quote. If you can't afford it to buy it twice, you can't afford it. Right. Right. So don't buy it. Like I'm not gonna jump out the window to buy something when I know I'm gonna be fucked up for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Like them days of going broke. To buy a pair of sneakers? No, that's 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 yeah. dead. Like I haven't done yeah. that since I was like seventeen. Yeah, whenever you want to take risks on your money or make investments, you should have the money. You should have the money <laughs> twice, and it's, three and times it's, over. And this and this should be a way that you're able to always get your money back. Right. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, yo, if you're gonna do the the sneaker thing, you could always get your money back. Like uh, like Jordans and stuff like that because of like branding and all that. Yo, you could get a pair of Jordans and you could sell them for a whole bunch of money, mm-hmm. depending on the condition and where you were. Yo, I used to buy designer sneakers, and I could not get half of the money I paid on them designer yeah. sneakers. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, you wear them once, but them shits ain't everyday shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and plus, fashion changes every season. Mm-hmm. The color changes, the patterns, the schemes, what's in. One thing that's in is not. Plaid wasn't in, it's plaid in now. Versace wasn't in, Versace's in now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it's just it's just a trend. So I always tell my students that like if you're gonna own if you're gonna buy and invest in all these products, I love Kanye, but yo, I, I bought I went on to Robin Hood and I got some Adidas stock. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll get into that. Like well, it's more like stock options, but yes. I got some Adidas stock. Right. Yeezy stock. You know what I'm saying? Some Apple stock, Disney stock. It owns some of this stuff so you could always get your money back for what you put in. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, these people did not they they it did not cost them what they're selling it right. to make the stuff that they're selling to you. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my spiel for that whole school <laughs> thing and all that stuff. It was the long thing. But anyway, kind of moving forward and uh uh to close out the close out this um episode. I wanted to definitely talk about 
um, R.I.P. Um, Chadwick Boseman, right? Mm-hmm. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, you know, as you can see, I am not dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I definitely wanted to wanted to shout him out, man, because like, you know, definitely rest in peace, rest in paradise, rest in heaven. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to kind of. Well, I'm going to let you talk about it first because, yeah, it's just a lot. And I kind of got to get my words together to talk about it because it really, really, really hurt me. Like, and I don't know this man mm-hmm. personally, but it did hurt me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Probably the, if I'm just like, not trying to assume, but just like, you know, check, looking at it from my perspective. I think the reason why I hurt a lot of people is because of the shitty year 2020 has been <laughs> yes <laughs> with yes. a lot of people R. that R. we Black loved Mamba. in our community passing away it's it, like kobe pop chad <laughs> it's just, you know it's 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 yeah if it's not that it's it's ah oh, it's just nasty it's just it's been nasty um that's why this hurts times 10 of what it or which the original reason why it would hurt is because he, he you know he played black panther and that movie was historical and that's how everybody knows him mm-hmm. you know he didn't look like he was gonna pass away anytime soon in that movie mm-hmm. there were uh i guess later on that um he, he his image had resurfaced and he had he was losing a lot of weight and nobody really knew why but he was an actor so they all figured it was just for a role mm-hmm. um the fact that he when people started doing the math, like, wait, four years since 2016? Black Panther came out this time? Oh, he would. You know, they started doing the math and started saying, wow, this man was going through that while he was filming, like, four or five different movies that hit? It's like, that just really, it just took people totally by surprise. And, and I think people are still trying to process the fact that this man is not making any more movies, any more movie appearances. Like, and, and, I didn't really follow him all too 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 much, mm-hmm. but things start to resurface as as you know in his, in people's passing, and I see that he was very active with um, um, talking about upliftment of the of the black community, yes, black and brown community, yes, and so that's another reason why it hurt um, so much as well. Um, but I, what I do want to talk about, right? Because when it comes to people passing, I never want to talk about the gloominess. I want to talk about what they left behind apart other than his his movies i think it's a it's a it's a point to look at that he was doing this while he was in so much pain and suffering colon cancer is no joke we're talking about like what like a 90 percent fatality rate it's like it it doesn't come to play and the way it comes is that you don't know until it's too late who was it was it Something Fonda, I forgot who would who. I think it was Jane Fonda. Yeah, uh, she died of that. It's a beast. It's it's a beast, right? And it's and it's and it goes to show you of the stuff that you put in your body and like why mm-hmm. like I'm definitely gonna be you know blogging my my journey now from now until my birthday. I told myself that I was gonna get back in shape and I told myself that I was gonna do the right thing because that stuff really hurt, man. Like yeah. it, it's like yo, you don't like the man was relatively health, health, healthy. Right, he looked healthy. Right, right. 
But it's like you don't know what you put in your body and the type of stuff that you you you, you eat. But before we get to that though, I just mm-hmm. want to finish the point by saying yes, like, my fault. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. That because that was a good point too. Um, somebody is always going through something worse than what you are perceiving is bad. Right. And the fact that he still worked through that, that should be a lesson to everybody. There's no excuse to get what you need done. And honestly, that was, like I said, I believe in higher power. I believe in God. Like, that was divine. That was, like, for four years, you battled it. And when you found out it was stage four and it got held back for four, it was, it was what do they call it? Not, I don't think it was in recession, but. Mission, mission. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you 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 were able to to fight that off for four years it's and do the surgeries mm-hmm. you made that some would argue that really strengthened um the 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 psychology of the black community. Like, of course. Come on, that that's divine. That that was meant to be. You know what I mean? God God rest his soul. But that that that's that was meant to be. And then you passed at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I think that's powerful. That's the real, you know, that's the real uh, gem right there, you know? Of course. Of course. For sure. Go all out. You know, live to your, live to your greatest potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hurt me a lot because I, it was, okay, so the, one of the parts that, um, that may were very difficult for me to watch because of my relationship with my uh, father was a part when he became king, he was crowned king, and he went into the ancestral plane, mm. right? And he sees his father, his father talks to his father, and one of the quotes that his father says is, uh, a man that has, has, hasn't prepared his children for his demise or his, for his death was never a real father that's didn't do a good, didn't do a good job. That's a fact. Because he was so worried about being a good king and being a good thing and stuff like that. And he had to hang up with his dad, and you have to find your way, your path, right? You can never be your father. The sins, you know, the sins of the father should not, you know, cross over to the son. You know right. what I'm saying? And it, it, one of the parts that stood out to me, and you know, it was very hard because first of all, I feel like that was the greatest Marvel movie they ever created. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, obviously, Avengers Endgame beat it, but that's when I'm talking about money-wise. But the joint made a couple billion dollars. You get what I'm saying? I went to go see that movie three times. Yeah. Like, in theaters. You right. know what I'm saying? And I even bought the DVD. You know what I'm saying? Um, not the DVD, um, the digital copy or whatever, right? So, it hurt me a lot because of the the actor, right? Not... The Black Panther portrayal, yes, I loved it, blah, blah, I had my thing with it, but the actor, right? So, um, a lot of his work and his words um, of living your purpose, of finding yourself, what's important, how Denzel Washington also kind of, like, created his career because of being able to finance his to go away to school and yeah, stuff like we that. Got, we got to understand, too. Shout out to Denzel Washington. Nah, he does things quietly and you and, don't even know. Yeah, and he, like, a lot of those guys understand putting people in place mm-hmm. to carry on the legacy of the whole, like, diaspora. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different with him and, and a lot of people he, he talks to. Th- mm-hmm. That's why that's so brilliant. Like, he could have 
He could have took the took whatever role it was or, or whatever they or not the role. I'm sorry. He could have um just not paid for him because he didn't know him, but he he did that. Didn't even know if he was gonna be who he was, but took the risk on on his own kind. Right. Like that that is special. That's nah, special. It's, de- it's definitely special. And then like, he did all these. So basically. 2016 he was diagnosed 2016 for those who don't know that's when civil war came out that's when he was officially introduced as mm-hmm. the black panther mm-hmm. right um 2018 comes out black panther movie also in 2018 um is it 2018 or 2019 no, i don't know i'm not sure i forget i think it was 2018 black panther came out and then he reprises his role again in both infinity wars and um uh in game uh, Endgame, right? And I guess bugged out like how in Infinity War they made their great stand in Wakanda. You would think they'll do their great stand in America, something like that. No, they did it in Wakanda. Why? Cause black people fucking rock, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, like uh, that shit crazy to me. But he did that. I go to say this that I say this to say that throughout this time through his pain, kind of picking on back what you were saying, he was able to accomplish all those things. So like I was telling my brother, if that shit don't inspire you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, he did Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Endgame, Infinity Wars, Black Panther. The f- he worked with Spike Lee. He did a whole bunch of other movies. He did some philanthropy work. He was he was one of the biggest, biggest donators for um, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. He was going to deal with people that had cancer, too, and you didn't even know he had cancer. And it's like, damn, bro, like, if he could do that in four years, shit. I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough. That's a fact. And I'm bitching about, yo, like, oh, I can't get people to to, 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 to fuck with me when I'm doing this. No, bro, like, do it yourself. Grind. When people see you grind, they're going to they gonna leech on regardless because they're going to see that you're doing something, something that you haven't done. So I'm just going to go and I'm going to push. So I say this to say, like, Chadwick Boseman is an inspiration. Um, Rest in peace to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he inspired the world, like, that movie, there was so much symbolism in that movie. Even with the antagonist Killmonger, you know what I'm saying? He was like, "I can heal you." After he stabbed him, and he was like, "Nah, why? So you could, so you could, so you could lock me up? Nah, bury me in the ocean like my like my ancestors, because mm-hmm. they even know that, um, you know, death is better than bondage. Mm-hmm. You know, that movie, yeah, that movie was great. Yeah." You know, and, and Chadwick Boseman was a great actor, and just it's tough. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, it's tough. You know, it's 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 hard. If people say like, "Yo, why you crying over a celebrity?" or "Why you so down over a celebrity, man?" Like, you don't understand. Like the what these people do, that is inspirational. Mm-hmm. Kobe was inspirational to me. He was my favorite player. I have every, you know, I watched every game, everything when he tore his Achilles. I saw all that. I I saw his championship. I saw his downfall. I saw when when. He, I thought he was going to go to jail for a long time when he did what he did, right? But he didn't do. You know, what he didn't do, right? But what he allegedly, the way he tried to say that he did. Yeah, it was. Right? Still, yeah. It was allegedly, and then guess what? They found out that shorty was just, like, yeah, you can't, like, yeah, we're just not going to go with that. But anyway, yeah, we're just going to, like, I'm just, yeah, like, it was, it's just inspirational, and, like, I, I'm always going to feel a way about people that have impacted me in some type of way. Mm-hmm. And both of those individuals have impacted me in, an immense way where I feel like that I have to live to my fullest purpose, live in the mamba mentality, do what I feel, listen to my gut, 
and do what I feel is best for me mm. and live to be my best self every day or work to be my best self every day, you know? That's it? You know, definitely. Um, yeah, that's that's just that's just where I'm at with it, you know, with that one. It was sad to see him go. Um, you know, another brother in this messed up times that we in. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep pushing, we're going to keep inspiring, and we're going to keep doing what we feel is best for the culture, mm-hmm. right? That's what brings us here, man. That's what brings us here every time. And I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate Suki. I appreciate my cameraman. I told, I, when, when, this, when this happened, I literally called all my peoples, all my, all my closest friends, and I said, yo, if I never said it enough, I love you. You get what I'm saying? I love you. Because you don't... You know... (laughs) This guy's an asshole. (laughs) But no, seriously. Like, I love you, man. Life is not promised, man. Life isn't promised. And it's not... It's not... uh, It's short. But it's sweet. So live it. It's only but moments. And let's live it to our fullest potential. Um, I'm going to stop rambling. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's... uh, We're going to wrap it up. Uh... Look out for episode three coming soon. Um, I'm your boy, Just Prince. It's your boy, Benny Musa. Uh, Sugi is here in spirit, and we are the Balance Effect. See you. We out. Peace. All right, I just finished listening to the Balance Effect broadcast show. This show is very informative. It's very inspiring. I recommend everyone to listen to this broadcast. They have a variety of topics, and you should really tune into it. I really think it's an excellent broadcast. It's called the Balance Effect broadcast.